Welcome to The Pursuit of Life, where we share inspirational and action-focused stories to help you live a life of adventure. Proudly presented by Knightswood House. Now, please welcome your host, David Hazelwood. Hi, and welcome to The Pursuit of Life. This is episode number two, and my name is Dave Hazelwood. I'm excited to have you joining me today because we're meeting my special guest, Stephen Action Jackson. Steve is one of the first people I met when I started running and is one of those people who just loves to share his knowledge and passion for the sport. He's completed the Marathon de Sable twice and completed over 60 marathons, but he's certainly not a one-dimensional character. He's climbed mountains in the Himalayas, scuba dived throughout Asia, completed an Ironman, ridden in the World Age Group Cycling Champs. It makes you tired just listening, listening all of these. Over the years, he's provided me with plenty of great advice too. Do you struggle with time? Today we're talking about the power of saying, why not? Which will help you take on and achieve things you never considered possible. For all the resources and tools mentioned in this episode, visit the show notes at knightswood.com.au forward slash episode two. Now let's get into the interview. So your day job now, you're the head of Marathon Health. So how did you jump into that from an IT background? Oh, yeah, there, there, there's a story of 40 years, isn't it? Um, as I said, I started in, in health space uh, but got into IT because I had this thing about sick people, um, which I've got over since then, obviously. Uh, lots of travelling around the world. Uh, sort of went from IT when the technology changed. I moved into management and moved into senior management, Asia-Pacific roles, that sort of thing, with a variety of companies in a variety of locations around the world. And it just it just developed, I guess. It, uh, I said I had a, seemed to have a bit of a, a knack for that people management and, and a bit of a sales spiel in there somewhere, I guess. And came back to Sydney after many, many years overseas, just before the Olympics, got involved there heavily in all sorts of different ways, did an MBA at the same time just to make it a bit trickier, you know. Uh, and then uh, about, as I said, about six years ago, my wife, who is has country roots, wanted to uh, get out of the city, get, get into the... And I'm fine because I've moved around so much over the years. I, I wasn't have a network anywhere in particular, you know. I mean, okay, there was, what, 15 years around the bay, but 10 years or something, but... Um, that was still only one step in 20 different locations around the world. So another move was another move. Uh, we moved out to Bathurst with absolutely no plans, no job. Not, well, my wife had a job with Vodafone, had a big blue just before we left Sydney and resigned at the day we were due to move to the country. So, And they were happy for her to work remotely. But anyway, so so we got out here just yep, fine with a um, school-age kid, just my youngest is just started well had just started school then and um because of my background with health and it i just and i'd spent the last couple of years in sydney in uh, e-health doing a lot of work in that space um i uh, approached one of the local medicare locals which is a, a government quasi-government organization for doing primary health care and said i know e-health i do a bit of bit of consulting i hear you know, might need somebody End result was that I uh, met the CEO at that time and got on like a house on fire and um, 
next thing I knew I was joining the company as her deputy and CIO. And then, um, you know, three or four years ago, Mr. Abbott decided to blow up Medicare locals um, and dispose of them. So we put our heads together and came up with uh, Marathon Health. And yes, I was responsible for the name Marathon Health. It was uh, not. In, it was one of those last minute. We need a name to go to registration, and everybody comes with all these great names, but they're already taken or registered, or whatever. And so I said, "It's a long term project. It's going to take a lot of focus. How about Marathon Health? Done. That was it. So that's why it's Marathon Health. There's nothing deep and meaningful. Anyway, so we basically took on a bunch of contracts with the Department of Health that needed to be delivered. Uh, with the staff that had been shed from the, the Medicare local and uh, Marathon Health. It's a private, not-for-profit, charitable organisation that effectively runs as a cooperative. We've got about 200 people based in Bathurst, Dubbo, Wagga, Orange, a lot of small places further out west, Burke, um, Kuna, all those sort of places, and now in Canberra, Queendian. And it's just grown pretty well. So um, that's basically the long story short is that right time, right place. But more to the point, I was willing to I'd put my hand up and ask the question. You know, so many people sit back and go, oh, well, you know, yeah. something will happen. Well, it doesn't. You've got to make it happen. So I just stuck my head out there and bang, it clicked yeah, okay. and here we are. And interestingly enough, when you talk about you know, moving out there and not having a, a very big network, I know now that you your fingers are in everything. So, you know, you've um, uh, the race around Mount Panorama that's on. Uh, the Panorama Punish, November 11, 2018, second edition this year. We'll have a thousand. We've had the limit to a thousand people because it's popular. Oh, well. <laughs> it's, it's taken off like you wouldn't believe. It's, it's huge. We've got the mayor as our uh, on the ground commentator now. And that's just myself and. Um, young lady Jen Arnold, who's uh, you say network. When Joshy, my youngest, started school here, uh, went into um, year four, new teacher. I went in and meet her, lovely lady. Next day, I got an email from Parkrun HQ, who was on was on the board of Parkrun Australia, another one of those, saying somebody wanted to start Parkrun up in Bathurst. Who is it? Oh, Jen Arnold. Oh, okay. So went next day, Jen, my son's teacher. So there's a beautiful friendship. Uh, we started Park Run up here in Bathurst together and we, we were averaging sort of only 300 people every week there. And then she had this silly idea of Mount Panorama racing around that. And, of course, who was going to be her co-conspirator on that? <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, between us, we put it together. So, yeah, we did our first one last year with um, oh, about 500 runners and uh, it's uh, taken off for this year. Uh, huge. So, yeah, so you do that, but... Again, that's that whole exercise of if you're going to be part of a community, you're not going to do it from your land room. So I'm in that, I'm involved with the, the cycle racing, the bike racing out here, which is big. Um, as you mentioned, I went off to the World Champs last year through qualifying there, but I haven't been a cyclist. I only really started cycling out here. So cycling's about three years. Yeah. I've only just started swimming six months ago, and so hence triathlons. Um, so now the Punish is sponsoring the local triathlon club for their series coming up. Um, but I've just started to learn. Well, I knew how to swim, but not really. So six months ago, I started swimming. And so half Ironman's done Ironman in three weeks. Yep. 
that's fine, all good. You know, just sort of that's another network of people. Yeah. And it's one thing I picked up really, you're really conscious of, especially in the country, and it's off topic, but um, when I've lived in big cities, you know, whether it be London or Hong Kong or Tokyo, um, Sydney, there's that six degrees of separation. So I can make a connection to anybody. Six degrees, absolutely. You come out to the country, one point. <laughs> everybody knows everybody's connected to everybody. You know, it's just remarkable. You know, somebody came out about parkrun. They said, oh, we've been having trouble with the council. How, how did you get it through council? Well, my co-conspirators, um, Dad is the mayor. The run director over there works in council. The director of parks and gardens, that bloke over there who runs parks, <laughs> everybody's connected. You've just got to make those connections. And the only way you do that, talk to people and just be friendly. Oh, wow. Okay. Sorry. That was a little No, no, that's all right. <laughs> now, okay, I gave you an abbreviated list of all the things that you've done. Now, looking back at all of that, what's your most, what accomplishment are you most proud of? MDS was huge. Marathon de Sable was huge. That was cool. The North Pole was spectacular. That was one of those um, back in the days of faxes. Uh, I'd, I'd taken up skydiving, as one does, you know, um, and had a couple of hundred jumps and had made some connections in that field as well. And a guy from the US dropped me a, a fax of all things that came in on Christmas Day saying, we're putting together an expedition to the North Pole. It hasn't been done before. Do you want to be part of it? Yeah, done. I'm in. Uh, <laughs> I must say, that was with my first wife, by the way. Probably <laughs> another story, but yeah. Um, so the whole North Pole expedition was uh, bags of cash into Moscow and Russian air, military aircraft at the end runways in the dark to, to avoid the, the sentries and the, to pay people in cash and you get flowing up into the middle and only paying them half the money and carrying the rest of the, the US dollars on our body so that they uh, would come back for us at the end of the day. And, oh, it was, yeah, it was huge. Uh, and you look back now and you say, you know, how, how do we get away with it? I mean, we'd get back to Moscow and the, the, one of the guides we had was taking us out for a drink and he said, oh, wait, and we sort of stopped and there was, there was a shootout in the, the car park of the bar and he says, good, now we go in. <laughs> this was okay. This is twenty years ago. This is when Moscow pre pre Putin's was all. It was still the wild wild west. Really wild. So probably the North Pole marathon. It was good. The Sydney to Hobart was one. A couple of those was. I decided I wanted to do a Sydney to Hobart. Okay. Now, I haven't sailed. I've got no background, but I wanted to do a Sydney to Hobart. So that took about five five years of planning of. Running with striders. I was out running around Akuna Bay, one of the Sunday morning runs, and boats out there. And I said, oh, I'd love to get on one of those into the Hobart. And one of the other guys said, Are you genuine? Are you serious? Yeah. I've done about a dozen of them. I'm looking for crew. Are you interested? But I had to go through a process of ocean race or, or racing in the um, harbour there and then ocean <laughs> racing and get qualified, all that sort of stuff before you're allowed to do it. But no, I wanted to do it. So I did it. A couple of times, done. Tick that box, move on. Um, so, yeah, all sorts of, they've all got their own um, their own particular reason for wanting to do them or to do them or just to, as my wife's, my now wife, uh, Megan, uh, says, you know, never say you can't do, to Stephen, you can't do something because that's just the 
lights the fuse. <laughs> Touch wood so far. <laughs> I've even gone full circle. I think I mentioned earlier, you know, I wanted to fly. <laughs> I've gone full circle now. I am a pilot now as well. Private pilot, but I'm still a pilot. <laughs> so you still knock those things off as you go. Hi, it's Dave here with a quick word from our sponsor. Knightswood House is a financial advisory firm that specialises in working with successful business professionals who share our passion for endurance sports. People often come to us for one of three reasons. One, you aren't where you thought you'd be financially at this point in your life. Two, you seem to have no time to get a proper handle on your finances. Or three, you may be annoyed that you're paying so much for life insurance to protect yourself and your family, but you're fitter and healthier than the average punter and you wonder why it should cost you so much. Underlying all of this is often a concern that you may be wasting your opportunities and not maximising all of your hard work. We have a five-step process we take you through, which will help you develop a plan you're confident will get you to where you want to be financially, simplify your affairs and take much of the hassle off your hands, and show you how you can be rewarded for looking after yourself and your family. For more details, head to knightswood.com.au. Okay, back to the show. So... The biggest challenge in making all these things happen, it doesn't sound, yeah, there's no, there's no issue in terms of getting you interested in them. Um, but given the range and the breadth and, yeah, obviously some things you don't have any experience in or, or any background in, so you've got to go through all of that. Then there's obviously the, the cost of it all as well. And I hate to think what, uh, what all of this has cost you over the last 40 years. Well, it cost me a marriage. That was there. That was the, that was probably yeah. the, the major cost in all of that. But I've got four kids, and and we're all good mates now, which is good. Yeah. Um. Uh. But monetary time, yeah. You've got so much time. That's fine. Just yeah, that's fine. But it is it is it is money, and I've been I suppose you know, like I said, I've been fortunate in the you know, IT and the spaces that I've fallen, and um, I've never been afraid to ask, and you know it's. Uh, so I've done that, but I've also very much believed that if I want to do something, then do it because you'll regret it for the rest of your life. And yes, it's cost me money, and yes, I've had holes dug, and yes, I've, you know, but at the end of the day, it works itself out, and you've got to have that optimism and that that positiveness. And okay, I've got to do some shitty things in the meantime to get things done or to make ends meet but I've got away with it I mean I can remember living in Canberra and having to go and write a check on a Friday for twenty dollars because there was twenty three dollars in the bank account that was it full stop and I was in a rented rented uh, one room thing as I starting work down there it was horrendous it's it's the the I've been in the sort of profession and sort of skill set that has got reasonable amount of, of income but it's also not always looking forward to the rainy day. It's always that optimism of, yeah, we'll work it out and have, holding on to that optimism that, yes, it will work out and I may have to change path on the way through to get there, but I'll do it anyway. Because having done something, whatever it may have been, you know, I've got, got this memory of just, as you were saying, achievement. I've got this memory standing in the middle of the Sydney Harbour Bridge uh, in a month before the um, Olympic Marathon and I was doing some consulting work for SoCog. I mean, I to stand there, get my phone out and go, shut down the Harbour Bridge. <laughs> and they did. And I got this photo of me with nothing in any direction. <laughs> sort of, 
because you just have to have that within you. Everybody's got it within themselves. Just let them let themselves out and let them have a go. It is, it's a have a go. That's, I suppose that's probably the best way to do it. But don't, don't dwell on, oh, in 10 years, my super balance will be 10% lower and uh, therefore I won't be able to afford the car and, and the, the dog, so I'll have to, you know, look at that. You know, life, life is now. Life is here and now and, and you've, got to, you've got to focus on that and putting stuff off just means it'll put off to deal no longer here and what's the point in that? You know, putting money away for the kids. Well, hang on. They're going to have money to put away for their kids. It's just passing. No, no. What about you? you know, what about you? Focus on what you're doing. You know, it was two, two and a half years ago, I was out riding, uh, pushy, uh, sailing down a hill at great speed early in the morning out in the country and a bloody kangaroo took me out. Broken neck, side of the road, out cold for, you know, 20 minutes as the Garmin tells you. I mean, the Garmin, you know, no lies, no secrets with the Garmin. Um, Ended up being shipped down to Westmead with a broken neck um, and various other bits and pieces. And the, and the surgeon said to me after, uh, soon after, he says, of the particular injury I had, 5% walk away, one-third of paras, one-third of quads, and the rest are dead. I was in that 5%, so you go, you beauty. I'm, you know, it, <laughs> there's a reason I'm going to keep going. So, therefore, you've got to grasp it. You've got to take the opportunities and you've got to do it. Yeah, that, that's really the bottom line. Yeah, and you, I mean, as part of that, though, you've got to work out what uh, what's really important to you as well. Which means that you know you can put us you can put up with having the, the twenty three dollars in the bank account because you know you can do everything else that you need to do so long as you can get to that um, you know whatever it is you're trying to do at the moment, whatever's really important. Without that, you've got to have the confidence in yourself to be able to take that next step and be confident that you'll pop out the other end and reach the, the um, make up for it, catch up, um, uh, recover from, whatever the right phraseology is. Uh, <laughs> I've got a good friend who uh, did the South Pole but did it you know, on a commercial exercise which cost an absolute bomb, mortgage the house to do it. But that was know, 15 years ago now and he's, he's bounced back better than ever. Doing those things, you pop out with such a self-belief and the saying, well, I've just done what they said we couldn't do. I've just done... You know, whatever it is. And it wasn't that bad. You know, I got the end of the marathon disciple at day seven, you know, um, and bugger, I should have gone harder. <laughs> that's, uh, you know, that's that, that sort of uh, ridiculousness. Ridiculous. It, it sounds ridiculous, but it's not. That's that's the, the key is doing these things. People put things off, whatever it might be, um, because they're just waiting for it to get better. No, you get it done because you'll learn so much in the process. When you pop out the other end, you're a different person. You've got far bigger belief in yourself and, yeah, shit still happens, but you've got far better resilience to go, right, okay, how do I get through this? What's next? How do we build up for, for whatever happens to be next on the, uh, the agenda? Yeah. And for anyone who's not aware, the, uh, the Marathon de Sable is 250Ks across the Sahara Desert. That's it. Yep. Yes. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. yeah, it sounds easy when you say it like that, doesn't it? And you've got to carry all your all your gear and food on your back for the week. They provide water. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's amazing how long you can last for. Then you know, my pack was nine kilos, and that included all my food for the week. Wow. Um, I was a little bit late, but I still ran. Yeah. Jeez. Now, I know that um, you know. Obviously, you're still planning on doing more things. So, you know, you've just done the half, you've got the, the full Ironman in a few weeks. 
I hate to think what else is on the the list for the next couple of years, but yeah, there may not be a formal list at the moment. It's just when uh, when the opportunity arises. There's a few things on there now. Yeah, <laughs> but I know you've set the business up in such a way that it affords you the flexibility to go and do all these things, and in turn, you offer the same rights, privileges, um, you know, opportunities for all the staff. Mm. One of the key things out, as I've discovered out west now, is um, that the gene pool, if you like, the ability to get good people is is one of those things you need to grab because you don't have the the, the multitudes that you have in, in a Sydney or a Melbourne or a, a big city. Um, but you have a different sort of person out here and... In the health field, it's uh, a person that cares as well. You know, that's sort of one of the underlying things. And so the organisation, um, as we exist and work, is it's very flexible, very supportive, um, flat structure. Everyone has access to me and I'll make a point. I, I really enjoy catching people and talking before they know where I sit in the organisational structure. And, and it, it really just takes the edge off and gets it a lot more family-friendly. We are... Uh, Number one is family. That's really our key out here. Now, of course, we've got to make a buck. We've got to keep the doors open. We've got to deliver services. But you can do all of that in a diplomatic, collegiate, uh, cooperative way rather than uh, a command and control, which you get in the public service or you get in a lot of uh, of the big businesses around. I mean, you know, 25-minute alternatives, so we're not small. But um, everyone who's in the organisation is uh, equal delivering a part of the organisation. If they've got a problem, they come and talk and we look after it. We work through it. We understand what it is. Half our business is mental health, so we understand that side very well. And But that applies to everybody, the staff as well. It's not just the patients. So, uh, yeah, I'm flexible. I'm very open that I like flying. I like triathlon. I like swimming. I'll have... You know, go for an hour and a half lunch so I can get in a decent, um, decent swim and, in fact, I'll slip it back an hour so I can avoid crowds at the pool. Not that we have crowds in Bathurst <laughs> pool. I had, had a choice of lanes yesterday. The whole pool was in. But, anyway. <laughs> um, uh, but that, that flows on and for the staff, getting the staff to understand, getting my colleagues to understand that it's a genuine, yes, number one is family, number one is you, number one is what else do you do? If that comes together, then people are part of the organisation and the delivery of the services we need to do is seen as um, a genuine contribution to the community and to the organisation, so it works both ways. I have the luxury of being a not-for-profit and a um, charity status that, and the way we started it with, with a good group of uh, clinicians is that we don't have shareholders breathing down the neck saying, we want a profit now. So our strategy and our principle is very much, okay, if we want to achieve X and you know, we push hard and burn people out and, and, and uh, um, get the right people and fire other people and you know, push hard and have it done in six months, I'll go, no, we're going to take 18 months to achieve the same thing. But in the meantime, we'll work together on it. We'll bring people through as part of the organisation, as part of the, part of the, um, the family. As, and work with people to make it all work. Now, what that does is give us, um, uh, last year, we were the New South Wales uh, Employer of the Year, Employer of Choice. 
because people are leaving us to go off thinking grass is greener. But every time we advertise for a job, they want to come back. We have so many recidivists that come back again, want to come and work with us, but they don't work out how, um, how positive it can be, and that's what it needs to be around here. And I, I lead, lead well, I'm sure the guys have one, and it's, it's, that's very much my, my goal is family is first. My, I've got a, a board finance committee meeting on at uh, one o'clock this afternoon, but my youngest is running in the school cross country at 12. So guess where I'm going? <laughs> I'm going to be late for my board meeting because I'm going to go and watch my son run his uh, cross country. Yeah. Priorities. Yeah, exactly right. Okay. Um, You've got my shirt on. I do have your shirt on, but, yeah, that's only because I sent you the memo. No, that's it, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you manage to juggle everything? You know, you... I don't sleep much. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you've got, you've got the business. You're still yeah. on the board of um, Parkrun? No, I got off that uh, last year. Okay. I stepped down from that one. Yep. You've got uh, you the, Blat- uh, the, the Punish... You've got um, a cycle club, park run, or the yeah, the local park run, all the your own training, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. family, and all the rest of it. How do you? What's your typical week look like? <laughs> uh, that's always, it's always fascinating because somebody says, "Can I book something in with you next week?" And I said, "Well, next week's a bit far away. I mean, it's five days away. We haven't <laughs> quite got there." Um, I I train early. All my, my own training I tend to get done. I, I am up at 4.30 every morning. Uh, I tend to get uh, running in and cycling in there. I do a fair bit of cycling online, um, which is fascinating. Uh, swimming is is a lunchtime or a late lunch, as the case may be. Uh, and the rest of it just fits around that one, although I do travel a bit with work around the region. and But when I travel, I don't leave till I've done a workout stupid hour in the morning um, wherever I'm going I have a look and see okay is there a pool is there a you know, what can I do and I know most of these places now so um, that covers that off reasonably well um, working with good people having the right connections having a network that you can rely on makes such a difference you know my um, um, Jen my park run punish co-organizer is a uh, uh, a local here connected all over the place and between us you know, we, we share my wife um, she's involved with the conservatorium with schools and with all a heap of things same story we share we're you know, very comfortable that uh, having confidence in others to do that um, so I, I tend to be in in the office in Bathurst three days a week, but then the other two are one of the other offices or Sydney or wherever I happen to be for, for work. Um, but you just use every minute that you've got. You know, the early starts make a difference. Yeah, okay, I crash at about 9.30. It happens. Um, I've been more, you know, regularly found sound asleep on the thing. I do believe in, in NASA naps. Have you heard of NASA naps? NASA naps. NASA naps. The, no. the research by NASA is that a 26-minute nap is the ideal from when you put your head down to when you get up again, 26 minutes, and you have a cup of coffee before you have the nap. You have your cup of coffee, but it takes half an hour for the caffeine to get into the system. Oh, wow. You nap for the next, I'd say 30 minutes, 26 minutes is the number. You get up and you're off and ready, rock, ready to rock and roll. Oh, wow. um, I'm a firm believer in that, grabbing that half hour somewhere um, on a regular basis. Um, so you've got a, a bed set up in the office there for a... 
We've got a respite room down. When <laughs> we built this place, we moved in in August last year and building it I've down the back into one of the hallways is a little tiny room that has a recliner in it. It's the respite room and it's there for anybody who needs a NASA nap. It's there for that reason. It's oh, fantastic. <laughs> um, now, one thing I'm interested in is, because I know how hard you train and how hard you push yourself in, uh, in races and things like that. What's your secret? So when, you're, when you are deep in the red zone and everything is telling you to slow down or stop, and I'm sure this applies to business and everything else as well, what's your, how do you keep going? I often use the – I just keep going. But <laughs> I, often, <laughs> I often think in 24 hours' time, whatever it might be, six hours, three hours, whatever the event may be or wherever it is, that time is still going to come around and I'm going to be there at that time. And where will my head be if I stop now? Where, what will I think of me at that time? How many other people may be relying – not relying, but expect me – to be there and to achieve. How many of my own belief is can I live with myself in an end of a marathon in in six hours' time having pulled out? I've got a DNF in a marathon. I regret it to this day. It it haunts me. And that was 30 or 40 years ago now. (laughs) But uh, the, the whole concept of the DNF, and that's whether it applies to business sport or whatever I'm doing, no, I've got to live with myself in once it's over and I've got to the point where I can't justify that to me, so I'll keep going. I crawl over broken glass if I have to um, and I suspect the Iron Man just might be like that. falling into place. But it doesn't matter. I'll finish. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's the one thing you really wish you were better at? There's one thing is possibly the the ability to to focus on one thing. <laughs> and, uh, I'm a procrastinator. I, I, I can be a chronic procrastinator. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Um, one thing, no, not really, because you pick whatever it is and you, you get better at it anyway. And yeah, so that's yeah. that's the good. That's the challenge. So it's not a modesty thing. It's all about having that opportunity to get better at whatever it might be. Yeah. Cool. Well, before we wrap up. There is one other thing that I'm going to ask you, and interesting the way we, we've got to this point. So one thing that we do is uh, ask you to kick out a challenge to everyone who's listening, and that can be based on training. It could be based on whatever you want it to be. So something that they can do over the next week, though. So if you were to, to nominate a challenge for people, what would that be? A couple of fronts on that. Do something in the next week that scares you. It's as simple as that. What's that one thing you've been putting off for how long? Yeah, yeah I'll get to that. No, do it now. Simple. You know, um, from an athletic perspective, go and do your local park run on Saturday. Doesn't matter if you're walking. Doesn't matter if you crawl. Just go and do one. Tell you what, mention my name. I give it to you for free. Uh, <laughs> So the uninitiated park run is free for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just do it. Don't wait. Whatever you've got, you've got something there that's scaring you, something you want to do, somewhere you want to go, book it now. 
just just take the plunge. Just go, okay, and you work around it. That's the key. It's 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 not okay. I said, you know, one of my biggest failings is procrastination. You're guilty as charged, but I'm also guilty of make a fast decision. Make a decision now, because the advantage of making a fast decision is that all that time you're going to procrastinate of what the decision should be, you've got all that to fix up any, anything you screw up in the meantime. So make the decision and then you've got time to fix it if you don't get it right. But if you get it right, you've got all this spare time. Make a decision. Do it now. Go and do something. Go and go to Park Run. Go and book that flight to Europe. Go and uh, go for your motorbike ride. Go and, um, I don't know, whatever. Make an investment. Go and spend some money. Go and enjoy yourself. But, but do it now. Fantastic. Thank you, Steve. Make a decision. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much, Steve. So we've been talking to Steve Jackson, um, you know, long-time friend, but CEO of Marathon Health. And, um, you know, really appreciate your time this morning, Steve. Thank you. It's been great. Uh, I, I, as you can probably work out, I can wrap it on. Yeah. Further, but, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, these sort of things, is, uh, they do make a difference. And, and people's attitude makes all the difference in the world. And that's what you've got to change. So make a decision and get it done. But thank you, Dave. It's been great. Fantastic. So a big thanks to Steve Jackson for being an amazing guest on the show this week. You can find out more about Steve in the show notes at knightswood.com.au forward slash episode two and at panoramapunish.com. If you like this interview, please share it with a friend. We'd also love you to give us some feedback. Rate the episode on iTunes and tell us what you thought. And if there's a special guest you'd like to hear on the show in future, let us know and we'll do our best to get them on. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Dave Hazelwood, and you've been listening to The Pursuit of Life. Thank you for listening to The Pursuit of Life. To learn more about how Knightswood House can help you live your life of adventure whilst planning your future, visit knightswood.com.au.